Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And uh, on screen, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see two other mugs, Jamie and Jonesy. How's it going, fellas? Not too bad. Thanks, mate. Yeah, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for having you. This is Thanks our for having podcast. me. Really glad to be back, Chris. Really means a lot that you invited me on this exactly, week. Exactly, yeah. Uh, it, it means a lot to me that you guys could join me on this. <laughs> this Even though it's endeavor. our podcast, because you're the host, it feels like I'm being, you know, welcomed in. I like it. Hey, listen, yeah. when, when I wasn't here, when I was in South Africa and you guys took over, I, I quite thought Jamie did a good job. I think, uh, Jonesy, you got to host one as well now. Oh, I, can, wow. I don't mind hosting. I can host just, one Just because well. we're all three of us in the same uh, quarantine, well, separate quarantines, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, being in the same quarantine wouldn't really work, yeah. Yeah, but yes, we are. it's still in self-isolation. Uh, so, hey. <laughs> Along with a third of the world's population, to be fair. It's mental. It's yeah. so unprecedented. But you know what? Thank God for podcasts. That's Absolutely, all I can say. yeah. yeah. Helps, helps whittle away the hours. All right, guys, before exactly. we kind of get into the news and what we've been playing, because there's been some big releases uh, mm. recently. So, But before we get into all of yeah. that, I just want to let people know that if you're watching on YouTube, we are available on uh, your podcast platform of choice. So iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, I think Deezer, iHeartRadio, blah, 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 whatever it is, just search for it. The Super Show Podcast, it should come up. If you're listening, we are on YouTube as well, which is YouTube dot com forward slash super show pod where you can see our glorious faces on uh webcam hi <laughs> that was a way for anyone to listen to the audio version yeah uh jonesy usually has a whiteboard behind him but he didn't put it up today oh controversial uh, i uh, i well someone said before they couldn't really see it and i didn't know if they could uh, so you I thought, have one job alex sh- shall i do it now or quickly while no. we're sitting here no, because it would be like when you got your phone out last week, just 30 <laughs> seconds of... Yeah, but you guys could crack on talking while silence. I do it. It doesn't yeah. always work that way, yeah. Oh, fair enough. Well, listen, guys, this podcast is uh, made possible thanks to the uh, generosity of our patrons. And, uh, you know, long may it last, although, you know, uh, people's uh, purse strings are getting uh, tightened these days, as it were. But uh, yeah. we have some patrons that we want to thank directly, looking to the camera, saying thank you for making this episode possible. And we are, of course, talking about Angus McChilly, Brett Zerbrick, Hacksaw Book Read, which is a great name. I oh, hope it's a real name. Hacksaw. Mindful Pig. Not to be, con- <laughs> uh, you know, not to be um, uh, confused with French Pig. So there we go. Peas Ward, Tristan Harris, William Sherry, and of course, the two big boys that make everything possible, which is Skylar Music and Lonnie Thompson. Thank you all so much for your patronage. And hey, if you want to help us continue this podcast, into the uh, the long weeks of isolation that we uh, are looking at, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show. And, you know, for if you pledge $2, which is not a lot, you get access to our Discord server and you can say hi. Had, had some cracking conversations with people yesterday. Just going to put that out there. Yeah, you stayed up pretty late as well. Yeah. That's uh, a blow off steam after his morning. live stream. Yeah. Ah, yes, yeah. I, I did live stream, but I'll, I'll talk about that when we do the catch up. Uh, yeah, all right, guys. Well, two two of the uh, biggest releases of the year so far, and man, or oh, three even. But I don't think yeah, we're I was going to really say three. In, to, in one. <laughs> yeah, we're um, only really uh, yeah. we're only prepared to talk about two of them today. <laughs> yes, we're, we're the, talking. Uh, yeah, we're talking Doom Eternal. We're talking Half Life Alex, and the third one, which you know is not really our cup of tea. It's Animal Crossing. We could we should have had Roshan as a guest and she could have talked to him yeah, about Animal Crossing. Actually, yeah. I'm sure she's been playing it non-stop. Yeah. 
I just I, I don't get that game. I don't get it. Me I either, just don't mate. get it either. But people people fucking love it. Fair enough. Uh, but, but when we'll did they it. start loving it? Like there hasn't been one for eight years, and all of a sudden in the last six months, everyone's gone from naught to a hundred. Well, hold on, it's been never eight years mentioned since the 3DS one. Seven, eight years, something like that. Jeez, Louise! It's At one of those six or seven years. It feels like one of those games that people kind of aren't that interested in, and then there's a bit of a bandwagon online, and then suddenly people go, "Yeah, yeah, I've always been well into it." And then you're like, "I w- yeah, what? I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say anything." But there's a little bit of a Animal Crossing bandwagon going on up there. Yeah. I suspose it becomes a bit, at least a little bit. It becomes like a community, right? I suppose online, as opposed to a game. Like people have played it, it just becomes a community of people yeah. that heard about it. Hey, yeah, fair enough. It, it, I think I think in this day and age when we are all uh, COVIDed up, you know, right, uh, that people just want to they just want to belong. Alex Jones, you know. If ever there were a time for community, it was now. Mm. Absolutely, solidarity, okay. community of animals. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Apparently. All right, so I'm I'm taking it that uh, both of you have played Doom and Jonesy. I know you've played um, Half Life, Alex. So who wants to who wants to who wants to jump in first and talk about their week? Uh, I, 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 yeah. I don't mind starting us off. Um, although to be fair, um, mm. I need to add the uh, the note that um, I feel like if there was a super show drinking game, it would be take a shot every time one of us complains about not being able to do as much gaming as we wanted to do <laughs> in the past week. <laughs> yeah. So uh, get ready to get fucked up because <laughs> I haven't played as much video <laughs> games as I wanted to in the last week. Um, because things get in the way, don't they? As, okay. well, as is well, always dude, the you, case. You were properly looking forward to Doom Eternal. Right. Uh, before I get to Doom, there's two, two small things uh, I'd like to get out of the way first. Um, one is that Warzone is still really good. And I think we're all still yes. playing a lot of Warzone. And it's kind of overtaken Apex as my go-to Battle Royale shooter now. Me too, I want to yeah. give a quick shout-out to that. Also want to give a quick shout-out to Minecraft. What? <laughs> yes, yes, Jamie. To Minecraft. So when's the because Minecraft you know stream, Jamie? Oh, it's it, any day now. Any day now. I think I'm going to pivot full on to be a full-time Minecraft streamer slash YouTuber. The amount of shit that you guys have given me in the past for liking Minecraft, and then now, we no, now, never, we've never. never given you shit for liking Minecraft. Yes, you ripped me no, when we, we went to, was it E3? No, no, and, we, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, no, we rip you on how you play <laughs> Minecraft. What do you mean? There's only one way to play. The last time I saw you play Minecraft, you built a pit, you put some sheep in there, and you threw some dynamite inside. I mean, it's entertaining, sure, but that's all you do. That's the only way to play. <laughs> yeah. I, I ended up playing this week because for the first time ever, I've played local co-op in my Minecraft before, but yeah. I've never been invited onto a multiplayer server before, and that Ooh. happened in this past week. I was invited to come and check out someone else's server that they put a few hours of progress into. I saw their the house and their their mining operation i helped them <laughs> chop down some trees and stuff like that and it was wow. a it was a unique experience nice um, and i felt i needed to acknowledge that like minecraft is still unique? pretty cool yes i'd say so it's a, it's it can be a lot of busy work i guess which yeah, i suppose sure, yeah. is also what i don't get about animal crossing you ask people what they like about it it's like well i, I I'm digging lots of holes and I would need to build a... I want to populate this museum with fossils. I'm like, Jesus Christ. All right. I've been headshotting demons for the last week, but you do you. Yeah. Um, I must admit, there was a minute when I thought about getting Animal Crossing. Um, pure, purely because I needed something to play on my Switch that I could play. Well, you you don't so need anything at the Switch, moment. James, you don't need anything. No, because I, I can't play on my TV because my kids are here all the time. Yeah, so then so I was many like, other games on the Switch that you could be playing. But, uh, it, enough, I like, didn't buy it. <laughs> I, I guess there is a part of me that says, like, 
Okay, I've never really played an Animal Crossing game. I mean, obviously, we've covered it on all-time gaming. I know what the game is yeah. about, what its loops are. But a small part of me was like, maybe I'll pick it up. Maybe I'll like it. I don't know. I was, to be fair, it was about 10 minutes when I thought it and decided against it. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't happen. Yeah, fair enough. All right, look, yeah. uh, I think Doom is maybe the one we can talk about the most. But before we get into that, I just want to remind people that we did put out a Doom video on the channel. A return to old ATG form, as it were. It was a 10-minute video. Uh, none of our faces in the entire video. But no. three of us on voiceover. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun to do. And I hope you go and watch it and enjoy it and share it. Because we would really like that video to do well. Just going to, you know, just going to lightly beg there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. I guess, yeah, go to the channel, check it out. Yeah. I guess so. We said our names in the old school way, so some yeah, people like I, that. I think that's the thing that people people have been enjoying the podcast, but at the same time they've been saying, you know, we still miss the kind of like the old school ATG style. Uh, it's not it's not a listicle. Um, I don't know if we'll ever go back to listicles. What do you guys think? Oh, um, I wouldn't mind doing one if if it was warranted. So uh, I'd like to see one say if if for a specific reason, but not in general. Like I think we've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. yeah there's a certain inevitability to them where i can never outright say i will never do another listicle or like they're just they're just there they're they're, they're kind of inherent yeah to, to internet videos right yeah exactly yeah okay fair enough so okay doom go on jamie uh, so like we said you you were you really doom. loved doom 2016 like really yeah it. i did I, I loved it an awful lot and i was really looking forward to doom eternal probably one of my most anticipated games of the year coming yeah. into the year I remember um, we, we had to have an intervention when we found out that uh, Doom Eternal was delayed because James was, <laughs> he was threatening some things I, that he shouldn't well, be threatening. <laughs> come on now, don't mischaracterize me, Chris. I'm I'm a I'm a reasonable bloke. Um, Fine, apart from okay. when Doom's involved, which case, not so much. <laughs> I haven't played as much of it as I wanted to. Um, sure. I've, I'm about a third to a half of the way through. It's hard to tell because I I don't know how many missions there are, and the missions I have played were all extremely long. Um, for some reason, like this is one of the first games in a long time where I've been in the middle of a mission and thought, fuck, this is a long ass mission. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I haven't really made my mind up on that. I which guess it also, depends on if you, if you enjoy the gameplay, right? Right, which, which I do. I think that's the most important thing. The bottom line here is that that Doom formula is still there and it uh, still works because, it, you know, it worked in 2016. So why wouldn't it work here? Yeah. Um, there are still times, especially. In certain parts of certain levels, uh, Slayer Gates, I'll also give a shout-out to there, these little cut-off areas where you're almost in these little arenas. You have your full weapon arsenal, you have all your equipment arsenal, and you're in the middle of that loop, you're in the thick of the action, and everything just feels right. And when the music kicks in as well, oh yeah, it's an extremely unique feeling, and it's really it really gets the blood pumping. Okay, I, nice. the, the, weird, the weird thing is, though, and the, the things I like about the game far outweigh the things that I don't. Sure. But the things that I have to say that I don't like about the game yeah. outweigh the things that I have to say that I like. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, I have more negatives uh, that I could put to words, but overall, yeah, yeah. I'm much more positive on it. Like, yeah. this is a more very good a feeling, game. feeling, right? Yeah, sure. But a bit of Boston. Yeah, no, I, there I, we go. I, I totally get what you mean by that. Yeah, I think, I think that works. So, go on, give us um, a few of the negatives. I, I, the two things that stood out hold to on, me hold on, so hold far. Hold on. Can you do it in listicle form? <laughs> well then I'd have to come up with well can I do a top two yeah sure <laughs> okay no but you've got to intro you got to intro it like number one 
Okay, here's the top two things we hate about hate is in all caps about Doom Eternal. Um, hello and welcome to the Super Show. And this is the top two things we hate about Doom Eternal. Number one. The, I need to... Failed at the first hurdle. They tried to do a little bit too much, in my opinion. Um, mm, okay. It was, it was almost like that classic age-old question of what do you do to improve on a very good formula that they had with Doom 2016, and someone in the team maybe thought the answer was, well, let's, let's just do more. And sure. sometimes it felt like that kind of uh, messes with the flow a little bit. And what I mean by that is it feels like, not necessarily there's one too many weapons, but just like, you know, we talk about that loop, hey, chainsaw for ammo, uh, flame belch for armor, glory kill for health. Yeah. Like, that's just about enough. But then you've got like a grenade on R1, but then you change your type of grenade to an ice grenade on the left on the D-pad. And also every weapon has at least two, sometimes three mods. And some mods are better than others for destroying weak points, which are new to the game. And weak points Mm. sometimes in some contexts feel more like a necessity than an option. They're not a way to kill a thing faster. There's something you have to do to not die yourself. Be sure, yeah. And there were times where I just felt, okay, this is becoming a little bit overwhelming in the way that Doom 2016 didn't. Not overwhelming because there's too many enemies and I feel like I'm going to die, but overwhelming because I've got so many things to remember in the middle of combat that that it's getting tough. Yeah. Um, maybe that's just me. What difficulty level are you on? I'm playing on the one it defaulted to. I think it's called Hurt Me Plenty or something sure. like that, okay. which I'm not having a problem with for what it's worth. There's a system in the game where you pick up extra lives and if you have an extra life, when you die, you just keep going and burns that extra life. And okay. at one point, I had 10 of them, uh, Jeez, which okay. gives you an indication of you know, this game's... I, I probably could turn the difficulty up one notch, but I'm, I'm not going to. Yeah, gonna. fair enough. You, you just want to experience it how you want to experience it. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and how, how do you feel about the Marauders? Because I know online, a lot of people are complaining. Like they, uh, I think I've only fought one once, um, right, okay. and is it's the most I've died to uh, in any one sequence. Um, but those are the, the dudes with the big axes, right? Yeah, I, I, to be fair, with the way they're introducing the story, this isn't a spoiler, but it's hard to tell at the point in the game that I'm at whether they're whether it's a one-off occurrence or whether there are multiple. Right. I'm gathering from the way the question was phrased that there oh, are. Oh no, multiple. I, I, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. Basically, he was the first like proper piece of shit in the game. Uh, for people that don't know, he's a, an enemy type that has... I, I won't go into too much detail, but let's just say he has a short-range attacking option and a long-range attacking option. He moves extremely quickly. He has a dash like you do, but key point, he's only vulnerable to be hit at a certain point, which right. is just before he hits. So his eyes flash green when he's just about to do something, and that's the only time you can hit him. Ah. Any other time you try to shoot him, he's got a shield. And that yeah, took yeah. a long time to get my head around, especially because fighting one enemy is not a great way to experience Doom because they have to populate the arena with other really weak mobs so that you can still get health and ammo. Sure. And sometimes that felt like they're struggling to justify a boss fight here because I can't do the loop on one dude because he can't die. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe a bit kind of counterintuitive to the design ethos of Maybe maybe a little bit, uh, but it wasn't a huge distraction. And and by and large, like most of the combat is still very good. The other thing, though, the number two on this uh, top two list that everyone's <laughs> enjoying at the moment, number two is that I think there are, and I, I really want to get Jonesy's opinion on this because, mm. like, this is something you won't need to have. Actually, maybe it would help if Jonesy, but he has played some Doom twenty sixteen. I basically think that there are too many tonal inconsistencies in the plot 
and the way the character of the Doom guy is presented, and to the point where I'm not sure it knows what kind of a game it wants to be and what kind of a line it wants to walk in terms of its tone and its feel. In, in um, terms of what? Like in terms of going a little bit... Because the first one was a bit kind of like, yes, we know it's ridiculous, just go with it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the, the, there's, there's a feeling I get that... The first one had a crazy... Like, like, I'm imagining it being Hugo Martin, by the way, who's one of the co- <laughs> game co-directors. A crazy guy in the back of the room who had all these crazy ideas, and the rest of the team kind of went, we're not sure if people are going to like that, <laughs> but we'll try this, and we'll try that. And 90% of the ideas he had were shot down, 10% were kept in. And what you get was a game that was kind of like giving you a knowing wink without being obvious. The Doom Guy's yeah. attitude, the way he punched screens out the way, a lot of the writing like demonic invasion in progress like yeah, this yeah. really kind of like outlandish stuff that obviously um was tongue in cheek but was kind of like a like I said a knowing wink more than anything else this has gone full on like you get news reports coming in where they the news refer to you as the doom guy and the people on earth that are left alive are called the mortally challenged and you go <laughs> into the doom guy's room his little kind of man cave people are calling it he's got guitars hanging from the wall and he's got a pc and if you zoom in on the pc screen he's got folders called like glorykills.mp4 and like and he's got comics and magazines about himself he's got books that are all fourth wall breaking references to previous games and previous yeah, games that's all sounding a bit deadpool to me it's so it's a, see people have also said it's a little bit borderlands and maybe a little bit duke nukem right um, yeah. now that stuff is all fine and it's actually kind of cool the issue i then had is that i saw that stuff thought this is cool then went into the second mission and had some weirdly serious conversation with some guy i'd never heard of before called like king novik who's never been explained or mentioned in any context to my understanding and like everything in the cutscene seems to be kind of not all of it, but some of it seems to be self-serious. And it's almost like they don't know what they want it to be. Like, is this guy, like, the last of the Sentinels and the guy that's going to save the human race and betray his own kind to do so by taking on the 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 hell priests or whatever? Or is this, like, <laughs> a guy who has a copy of Doom 3 on the shelf and knows he's a celebrity? <laughs> like, it, it, it felt like the team didn't know if they are making Saints Row or GTA. Yeah, which isn't okay. to say, which ah. isn't to say GTA doesn't have a sense of humor. It's just to say one's a knowing wink, the other's getting his dick out. Yeah, they're also very different in the sense of like, in the, I think your your analogy is spot on because GTA is like if you're watching a comedy and it had funny elements in it, whereas mm. um, Saints Row is yeah is the sort of the stupid fart joke and they're looking at the camera and they're going ha ha and it's it's like to another level. Whereas I yeah. you know, I thought I thought it was quite odd, and you'll have to tell me because I didn't play that much of 2016. But the fact that they've gone from um, the um, you know the Doom guy is kind of just this hard as nails dude who destroys demons, kind of with not much of a story, and now suddenly it's angels versus demons, and it's the citadel yeah. and it's stained glass windows. I found that quite odd. Um, is that something that came in in 2016? Like, not really. Obviously, 2016 does progress from being set on Mars to eventually taking place in hell, and they do flirt with some ideas. But I, I always felt like Doom 2016 was a kind of almost like a sci-fi horror shooter kind of thing with elements of the occult, whereas yes. Doom Eternal feels like it's far more, like like you said, heaven and earth, angels and demons. And like one, I heard one journalist say, and I couldn't agree more, feels like every cutscene is filled with five to ten proper nouns so names or places or events or <laughs> objects that you're meant to have heard of and you haven't 
and you're it's like mm. the Khan Maker unleashed the angels of the hell across the seven sentinels of the and you're just like hang on i don't know what any of these words mean also the cutscene was 30 seconds long and i'm supposed to read the rest of it in the codex i'm not gonna <laughs> do you know what it reminds me a little bit of is um is when they did um what was the films with uh the zombie films with ash with the chainsaw hand evil dead yeah evil, evil dead, dead. Yeah. so you know how evil dead went from one was kind of like this silly in the cabins evil dead thing then yeah. two was kind of the same thing and then three almost tried to explain everything that had come before yeah in some yeah. weird Darkness, sense yeah. yeah they tried to attach a whole load of lore to it it feels like they're trying to do that with doom which i find pretty strange given that on my first experience was with doom 2 and it was very much just you're running around destroying demons you didn't what the hell who cares why but yeah. then this is going more and more I, yeah. towards... It's a strange thing. It's pretty strange. And the thing is, I'm really torn on it because I don't want to call the attempts at comedy and some of the references and Easter eggs and secrets and stuff like that outright bad or cringeworthy or anything like that. Like, I'm I'm enjoying both elements. They just don't blend together that well for me sometimes. Right. Where I, yeah, I, sure. I just don't know what exactly they were shooting for. But it's still cool. It's still cool. It's just maybe doesn't feel as succinct as Doom 2016 did in that yeah. sense. Right. Okay, fair enough. What, what about your thoughts on it, Jonesy? We're, we're going to have to, like, I think because we've mostly all played these games, we're going to have to jump back and forth. Yeah, no, sure. So yeah, yeah. I, like Jamie, as Jamie said, like I played some of Doom 2016, but I didn't play that much. I think mainly because, I, do you know what? I found it a little bit directionless and I, I definitely felt that it stuck to its roots, which was a good thing. But then I kind of felt that loop of going to an area, destroying demons, getting armor, blah, blah, blah. I was, I was kind of didn't really think it was that grabbing for me. In this one, I have really wanted to play more of it. I played like two or three hours, but I could find myself really wanting to play more. And I'm enjoying yeah. the platforming seems to have ramped up. All that kind of tacked on kind of shitty story stuff even though it's a bit crap, I do think it gives it more of a direction. So I would even say it almost feels a bit, um, it feels a bit destiny to me, kind of like that sci-fi, but sort oh, of right. um, like that wizard came from the moon bullshit. Exactly. Yeah, precisely. So you've got like the sci-fi side where you're on the spaceship hovering above earth, but then you go down to the planet and it's all like, we're saying angels, demons, glowy orbs and things. Um, so not in gameplay sense. It doesn't feel like uh, Destiny in a gameplay sense. But then you still got all the Doom fighting. So you got the you know the running around. You don't, don't stop moving. Keep shooting. Constant yeah. cycling weapons and blah blah blah. blah. All right, I've got a question. For everything you, feels. Go on, man. Go on. So in in the gameplay reveal of that. So I'll, I'll go into my Doom experience in a bit. But <laughs> let's queue up this question first. So in the in the gameplay reveal where it's like, oh yeah, look, you've got this grappling hook on the on your fucking shotgun and shit and. You, you know, you've got these double jumps and it's like fucking the, the video was Doom guy or the Doom Slayer, whatever you want to call him, jumping around like at breakneck speeds. And it, it very much was no longer a, um, a horizontal gameplay. It was like horizontal, vertical, like very much a 3D space arena. Yeah. How, how successful do you think that was? Because I remember watching that gameplay stuff and thinking, this looks absolutely fucking mental and I don't know if I like it. I'll let Jay Jamie will know more than I because he's played a lot more than I have of it, but I found it definitely pretty vertical because even in the areas, and I don't have the grappling hook for the shotgun yet, but there's there are um, little boost areas where you can, you know, like blue flames where you jump into them and it launches into the air and you can, yeah. everything feels very 
sort of you can move around very fluidly up and down left and right like everything and it does really push you to be mobile constantly and and i immediately stopped trying to take sort of like careful shots at people and found that i was just sprinting up to people jumping through the air and then blasting them in the face of a shotgun when i was one meter away like it feels like that kind of in your face gameplay but like jamie will know a lot more than i would like i said but no i I think jonesy pretty much nailed it like there are a lot of arenas that you go into where the first time you get there, it's kind of tempting just to stay in that little area you just walked in yeah. and kind of just strafe left and right, trying to kind of like hold down a position. And you realize quite quickly that it won't let you do that because you'll have a few heavy dudes come up on you. You can't handle them all at once and you'll die. And I think what they do quite nicely is they spread out these arenas quite well. And like you said, Chris, there is a lot of verticality, but some of the things like the, uh, what are they called? Like not monkey bars, Jonesy. Like the swinging, they're oh, like these yeah, poles the, that um, hang out that he swings from. They're very yeah, very Prince of Persia. Like you swing from one, you can swing. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know what they're called. Oh, okay. I don't need to call I them. Just, and there are also just little like um, yeah, and there are also these little like jet booster things. And what you realize the more you explore some of these arenas where some of these battles take place is that actually they spread out a lot of armor and health packs and sometimes even <laughs> ammo. Um, and most of them also have a power-up or two that's usually a little bit out of the way, so you are often encouraged to move about around, and also just because the best way to stay alive is to keep your distance. There are going to be yeah. enemies that make it difficult, but what you don't want to do is have enemies up on you that you can't handle. Do you guys, Especially, do you guys, do you guys yeah. like the way they've done it, though? Because, like I said, to me, it just looked kind of overwhelming, if anything. I do. I, I, I'm, I prefer it to... Um, Doom 2016. From what I've played so far, I'm like I'm I'm totally into yeah. it, and I I want to play more of it. So. I I I think the overwhelming part doesn't come from traversing the environment or finding out what, where to move or where to stay. I think the overwhelming come part comes from like immediately reading the situation and knowing how that equates to what you've got and what you need to do. Right. Okay. By which I mean like right, I need armor, so I've got to flame belch these guys. There's one of those snaky guys slithering around, so I need to change from my frag grenade to my ice grenade, fire it off, and hopefully my equipment is all charged up. Oh, by the way, there's a, a revenant over there, so I need to get out <laughs> my heavy rifle. Hopefully I make I gotta switch from the grade launcher mod to the sniper mod so I can zoom in, shoot off both of his <sighs> uh, tanks oh and then by the way there's one of those shield guys over there so i've got to switch to my plasma rifle so i can overheat your shield and it's like they've thought of something for everything but that means you need to think about it too yeah and sometimes all in the middle of battle and oh it's like God, that fuck. sounds so intense they, it is it's a very they, ease, they do ease you into it though i think the first two things that i came across was like one of the big arachnid spider things um arachnitrons arachnitrons uh and then the, and what you have like jamie was saying sometimes you have to hit a weak point to take them out and with those guys you, you need to take out their cannon on their back because they're just going to like bombard you otherwise and the way you do that is you shoot a sticky grenade from the mod on your shotgun to hit it to blow it up right. which makes it much easier to kill then you've also got one of the, the, I don't know what they're called again, like the floating eyeball cyclops things. Cacodemon. Cacodemon, of course. Yeah. The, yeah, the ones that have been around since like the beginning of Doom. But for <laughs> yeah. those, you need to shoot them in the open mouth with a sticky grenade um, or throw a grenade in their mouth so they eat it and then they become vulnerable and then you can glory kill them. So there's a, But it kind of eases you into those. Like I've, okay. I'm in the early game and I've only found, I'm pretty sure those are the only two things where you kind of have to, it feels like you have to interact with them in a certain way. But as Jamie said, like, I'm sure as I get more into it, it's going to become slightly overwhelming in that you need to switch your mods, your weapons, your grenade types. Yeah. And I've already got like the, the flamethrower I've got with the grenades I've got. And I'm like, shit in hell. I've got a lot of stuff going so, on. Yeah. By the time I was watching Steph, by the way, stream this game on Mixer. This was the other day. 
um, yeah. when the streaming embargo came down. And I was watching him come up against one of these guys. I forget the names, but they're like kind of like half snake, half demon things that slither around and they're extremely right, yeah. quick. Um, and Steph was fighting them and he nearly died. And he said they were the most annoying thing that he'd fought in the game. And I knew because I'd seen a preview that the way you were meant to take them down was you were meant to hit them with an ice grenade. And I told Steph, you've got to use your ice grenade. And he at that time didn't even remember the button to switch <laughs> from frag grenade to ice grenade. And I thought, oh, Steph's not paying attention. By the time I got there in the game, I was like, do you know what? No, he's right. It is overkill to a certain extent, yeah, in my opinion. Right. Like, Doom 2016 was great without a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I know I'm sounding really negative. This is still, like, my favorite game of the year so far. Like, I really, I really do fucking love this game. There's just things I wish that were slightly better, maybe. Yeah. I, I, the menus as well, like talking saying about buttons and what buttons push. The menus are ugly as fuck. <laughs> like I really yeah. don't like the menus. Probably, so probably gross. one too many upgrade systems as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Can you ever really have one too many upgrade systems? God, yes. When, when they get to the point that the upgrades are so irrelevant that you don't even know or care which one you're choosing, <laughs> yes, you've got. One yes, too like many. oh, you've got runes, and then you've got upgrades, and then you've got mods, and then you've got this, and you've got ah, oh, what? Like, okay. Fine. It's, ra- it's Rage Two esque in its uh, over upgrading. Because <laughs> yeah. then you can upgrade. Was it? There's one thing where on the ship you use the crystal to upgrade a thing, but you can upgrade the same thing in different ways, so that the perk you get once you upgrade it with something else means oh, that yeah. the, the perk you See, get is slightly different. I actually, like, I actually like that. I actually like this, the Sentinel Crystal system. Oh, um, really? I, really? Okay. Yeah. So, Chris, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but basically. No. Sentinel crystals, you have three core attributes that they can upgrade. Your health, your armor, your ammo. But the way they've done it is that, imagine you've got a health symbol and an ammo system, a symbol. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, Or pick any two of the three symbols, and in the middle of them is a perk. So if you buy both on either side, you get the perk in the middle. Yeah. So if you buy this health and this armor, you'll get the perk there. I kind of like that. I don't know. I thought I. It was to me. It was just another thing. Another quirky way to tweak the system. But but the rune system or the the Praetor suit kind of token upgrade thing, uh, like going in those menus, it's just like right. Do I want explosive barrels to respawn after I've shot them, or do I want my frag grenade to come back? For I I don't care. But do you know what though? I will say I'm genuinely enjoying it. I think you are as well, Jamie. Yes, right? yes. I'm, yeah. It's a very good game. It's a it, very. It good is game. very good. It's a very good game. Yeah, so, Chris, go on, enlighten us. Your experiences of Doom, because oh. I've. <laughs> I will say because I I said you said to me yesterday about Doom Eternal, and I had to laugh because I said every time I've been on Steam, I get a notification <laughs> pop up and says uh, Chris is now playing Doom Eternal, and I was like, oh yeah. okay, Chris is on, and then it would come up again in about twenty minutes, and it would do again and again and again, and I was like. What is Chris doing? Like, as me just like constantly trying to launch the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, as I kind of alluded to, I had an absolute shocker of a week and maybe chalk it down to um, two brand new games coming out uh, on the same, you know, same couple of days uh, that need certain drivers in order to work, right? So, so I, I took the plunge. I bought Half Life Alex and I bought Doom Eternal. Just boom, one go. I'll play both of them. Plan was to stream uh, Doom Eternal on Monday, actually. Monday that's just passed. Uh, so I was like, cool, you know, no problem. What's the worst that could happen? Just just download it, make sure my stream's set up, and then you're good to go, right? So I go to launch the game on Steam, and uh, you click on the play button, and then that play button ch- turns to a loading button, 
and then you go into the game, right? Easy, right? Usually, you think, right? <laughs> so I do that, and it goes, okay, loading, and then five seconds later, it turns back again to play. Something's crashed somewhere. Mm. So it trawled a couple of forums, uh, and it seems to be some kind of a driver um, driver error, or error is not really the word, a driver issue, right? Uh, with Vulkan. So Vulkan is like an API, you know, like uh, like Direct3D and blah, 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 stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah. Of course. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, you know the one. 100%, yeah, big time. So I was like, okay, fine, you know, so make sure you've got the latest NVIDIA drivers. So I updated my NVIDIA drivers, and the NVIDIA driver was even like, this is the Doom and Half-Life Alex NVIDIA driver. And I was like, fucking perfect, boys. Let's go. Load it up. Same, same issue. So I'm like, fuck, okay. Then I, I start delving into these fucking forums. What can I do to fix this fucking issue, right? And it's like, oh, go into your system 32 menu and delete this DLL file and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God, okay. <laughs> Going through all of that shit. Oh, dear. You know what you could have uh, done? I was just thinking about now. You could have just played it on your PlayStation. <laughs> I could have. You, you did say well, that to Jonesy, me what if this PlayStation needed new drivers? <laughs> yeah, that's true. What if a PlayStation needed a driver? And you had to down delete a DLL file from your... Yeah. PlayStation From 32. Yes, 32. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I, so I, I had a real nightmare. And eventually, I got, I got through to uh, Bethesda customer support. Oh wow! On the on their FAQ, it says um, laptops are not supported at this time. And I was like, yes. what? That My is laptop. mad. When you showed us that, I was genuinely yeah. like, how can they release a game with that? I didn't like, think that was like possible. Like properly, the spec on my laptop is equal to the recommended settings for 1080p gaming. So mm. I don't know what they were thinking with that one. So I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to ever be able to play this game and I'm just going to have to get a refund, right? Uh, and I was, so, I was so sour about it. I was like, I'm not even going to play it on PlayStation. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so I, I left it, right? And then I'm like, cool, let's move on to the next game. Let's move on to Half-Life Alex. Okay, so I get out the Because Rift. going from that to VR is going to be great fun. That's, oh, yeah. that's, yeah. that's always no, problem No free. troubleshooting to be done there. <laughs> no, well, you, you know what the thing, my thinking was, is like, okay, well, obviously I want to play Half-Life Alex, but I was like, I'm already in the kind of like technical com- component way of thinking. Oh, of computers. right. So I was okay, like, yeah. I, I can smash this, right? So load up my Oculus and then my uh, headset's not, not switching on at all. So I'm like, <laughs> you just see a black screen. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So again, start looking through FAQs, forums, uh, Reddit posts, going through all of these recommended things, and it seems like it's also a fucking issue with Vulcan. Oh, okay? now this cloud card, Vulcan, goddamn Vulcan! Vulcan's the bane of my life this week. So the the weird thing with Oculus and Steam VR is Oculus Home needs to be running in order for Steam VR uh, to play a game if you have an Oculus headset. Sure. Okay. So it seemed that the issue was the driver through Oculus Home rather than just with the headset itself. So the piece of software that I needed to use was fucking out and I couldn't bypass it. So I was like losing my mind again. Eventually, how's this? I tracked down what the issue was. The issue was my Intel, you know, your your Intel processor has a built-in GPU. Yeah. My Intel GPU needed a driver update. Never mind that the games don't run through Intel my Intel drivers whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's okay, making but it sense. How strange. But of course, some kind of a fucking conflict. So anyway, I did that. Lo and behold, my uh, my Oculus uh, headset worked. I'm like, cool, play some Half-Life Alex. So I played maybe about an hour of it. 
we'll get into like my thoughts on that. Uh, but I played about an hour of that. Then, then I, I set up my stream for yesterday, uh, which we did um, uh, Warzone, which was a lot of fun. We can talk about that in a bit as well. But then after that, just before I was going to sleep last night, I thought, you know what, let me let me try, because they both had issues with Vulcan, apparently, even though it's an Intel thing that I've just fixed. Let me try Doom Eternal. Fucking click on that button and it fucking loads. And I'm like... <laughs> which I, is great. Hey, you fixed it, which it, is it, awesome. It's worked. And, and I don't have to get any refunds and I can play these yeah. games and I can stream them and everything's good. But it fucking annoyed me because if I tell yeah, you, for sure, all yeah. of Monday, or all of Monday evening, I was troubleshooting. The whole yeah. day of Tuesday, I was troubleshooting. And most of the day yesterday was troubleshooting VR when I eventually found the fix. It's just like... That that's PC yeah. gaming sometimes though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You just get an issue I said like it to that. Jamie. That's the that's the price of admission to the PC master race. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, no, it's annoying, like, but it happens. I don't think I put my Vive on for about a year, and then I put it on <laughs> about three months ago because I knew like obviously Half Life was coming out. Wanted to make sure everything was working, and I had the same thing. Like nothing would turn on, things yeah. weren't working, everything needed updating, and I was oh. like, Jonesy, you know when the last the time I I had the Oculus Rift set up to my Alienware. Go on. Or was that very first VR video that we did on All Time Gaming? Oh, wow. Okay. Long so time that ago. Like, yeah. That was December yeah, that was years 2017. Ago. Jeez. Okay. Fucking hell. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, been a, it's been a hot minute, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, let, let's, let's, let's talk about uh, Half-Life Alex a bit, I think. So Yeah, I'm curious to hear your two's <laughs> thoughts. It's just mad. I was saying it yesterday on the stream. Like, it's, it's crazy to me that we, we are here today in fucking quarantine when everyone's fucking dropping like flies around us and there's a yeah. fucking half-life game out like who would have thought i think you could take away the first half of that sentence and just say <laughs> there's a half-life game out who would have thought yeah uh, and that's still it. just as true i've tweaked my views a little bit now. i know i said something a bit spicy yesterday when you said oh. there's a half-life game out and i said is it really a half-life game but i re- i re- might rescind those comments because um i was thinking about that a little bit more but so, Chris, what what are your thoughts so far on Half Life, Alex? I'm interested to hear what you think. It's it's still it's still early days, right? Like I haven't necessarily come up against any uh, enemies to shoot, uh, so like very early days. But it's more a case of like, hey, it's showing you the ideas behind the game. You know, pick this up and how to use your gravity gloves and you know how to fucking traverse and this that the other. So I'm still getting getting used to it. Um, it's. It's a lot of fun so far. Obviously, I haven't. I've only scratched the surface. But what's really cool to me, what really kind of stood out, is when you start the game. Yeah. And you're on this rooftop, and then one of those fucking three-legged striders comes by, and you're looking at this thing, and you're like, "This thing is fucking massive." The yeah. scale is definitely something which is kind of incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's cool, and like the and the facial animations, the characters, they all seem very on point so far. Like. But you, you've played more than me. I mean, you 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 give us your kind of feeling, J- J- Jamie. You know, just you just sit back because you, you know. <laughs> I'm enjoying yeah. listening because I'm yeah. just as curious about this as I'm sure the folks at home are. So, as someone who is not in a position to play any VR games, uh, I think it's, I think I'd I feel like I'm vindicated in what we were saying before the game came out and saying that to some degree, what a lot of VR games do is they take a lot of the elements um, that people come up with for VR and they sort of mix them all together and then they create like a, a multi-experiential thing, which is yeah. one I was mm-hmm. kind of, I thought, is it just going to be that Half-Life or is it going to be an actual game? And they definitely have used 
that sort of combining of um, experiential VR things, but they definitely have made a game out of it. So one thing I will yeah. say is for me, the because it's effectively a traversal game, right? You start at a point A and you need to go to point B and then you need to go, you know, much like all like Half-Life 2 or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah is that you go from, you start at a point and you need to go through and you meet other people and you experience things and you go through different environments. Um, Wait, Jonesy, so it's, it's like, um, like a video game almost. <laughs> no, but I mean, in the sense of it definitely feels like you're journeying. Huh, it, like, yeah, I, I, no, I'm kind of picking up what you're putting down, like, no, but going I don't know how to put it like, but not as like, like, uh, wait, no, I, I don't, I don't want to jump the gun here, but would you say that there's no, like to, listen, some, maybe some combat and a few puzzles along the way? Like, <laughs> no, like, that's, the, like, that's the thing, no, like, it, it oh, doesn't. Oh, no combat, no puzzles, confirmed, Half-Life Alex 2020, no. Alex Jones. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like that's the main part, for me anyway, and from what I've played, I've played like four hours, whereas like Doom was talking about, you kind of have things to do, right? You, you go to places and do things and a lot of other games you you'll be doing this doing that whatever this is definitely a go from point a to point b and like experience the journey whereas m- games in general aren't that you go to different areas and there are enemies and whatever this is definitely more about the environment and walking through the environment right, yeah, and okay. and traversing is what i'm trying to say <laughs> do you know do you know yeah, what i mean for, hold on for people who are listening on on <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's a non platforms. You're missing out Jamie's face, which is as close I would imagine to Jamie doing a a Robert De Niro face. I'm trying to think of like a a non VR game, which is a good example of like a game where you. It feels like the whole point is like just moving through the environment around you. Journey, journeying, yeah. Which is I don't I don't know. No, 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 no journey. Oh, oh, journey. I haven't played journey, so I don't know. Journeying, yeah, yeah, journey. Put slap that on the box. But so the okay, right for that aside. (laughs) The good points about Half-Life Alex for me so far have been that aspect. So the moving through your environment, literally going from going through one place, uh, figuring out how to get into the next area and, and picking up things and looking at things. And so even the, even the combat, which is super easy, right? You get someone with a head crab coming at you and they amble towards you. Like when we saw the release footage, yeah. um, that section in the train station that we were saying is quite scary and yes. you know it looks quite dark and i was saying like i might struggle to get through it that's a super easy section of the game to go through because you never feel any threat at all right because mm. so i'm using continuous movement i'm not using teleport because i don't like it um and i'm walking so and you can't run as far as i can tell so you just i'm walking everywhere so i'm walking through that environment and you feel like you have all the time in the world to see someone you know line up your gun take a shot and then they get up and they start coming towards you and you can take like four or five more shots the only time the threat level increases is with your pistol is you've got like nine rounds and then you have to reload that is like a shit i need to reload my friggin gun yeah because you've got to do it manually don't you you got to like get the magazine from your backpack exactly uh, clip it in and then well, you could press a button, but you could also just cock it back. Do the slide and then... So, but oh, there's no... Cool, f- I've never had anyone get anywhere near me with a head crab on like that at all. They're never anywhere near you. There's well, also... probably yeah. ramp up in terms of what they throw. Yeah, I've heard it becomes more survival horror-y. Sorry, Jamie? I've heard it becomes more survival horror-y as you progress. I don't yes. know if you're at the stage where it's transitioning, but... So everything I've... In, I've maybe maybe not yet like i've been through quite a few oh no actually sorry i have been through quite a few survival horror sections so as you get a torch which fixes to your glove and then everything is pitch black um and that's actually one of the coolest sequences so everything's black and if you hold your gun and your two controllers like this chris is a tip yeah then you get the old fbi thing where the the torch shines in front of you and your gun's lined up oh right so that is don't try and freehand it and use your other hand to shine the torch because it's shit right you need to do this this thing 
right, yeah, okay. aims much better anyway and all of that. But even those sections are not difficult in any in any sort of stretch. There's n- the only time I think I've ever felt close to even being, you know, someone kind of getting anywhere near me was when the bigger head crabs come out. Um, and then you've but you've got a shotgun and they're pretty easy to take away and they give you a lot of time as well. They'll they'll sort yeah. of sit on the floor, screech at you, and then you can sort <laughs> of get your aim down and whatever. But all of that stuff's wicked, and I enjoy the fact that it's too it's not too quick because you can enjoy what you're doing because aiming is yeah. not great in VR. Aiming can sometimes be a bit ropey because you've actually got to angle your wrist to try and get the shot right. As you right. Can yeah. Yeah. Laser yeah, uh, that, sights, just, lasers when you can get them. Of, Jonesy, that just reminds me of when we were watching, when Jamie and I were watching Steph play um, Arizona Sunshine. Arizona Sunshine. <laughs> oh, right. And he, he, he's, he's only got vision in one eye, so he doesn't have, you know, <laughs> oh, God, have, yeah. uh, stereos- stereoscopy. Stereoscopic. So he can't send oh. depth, so he was he was wet. He was like shooting past those dudes' ears, like left ear all yeah. the time. Like. But then, like we've all been there before. Like Jones is absolutely right about the angle thing. Like you imagine holding a gun straight out in front of you, the amount of times it's actually like ten degrees off, mm. and you can't even sense that is it's quite remarkable. I've yeah. had that problem before. Like you guys probably remember me playing Robo Recall and yes, looking yeah. like a bit of an idiot most of the time because. But I think that that might be a simple. We've all been there, well, man. Because you can't there. you can't really. Like you're moving or you're shooting, right? Like the, your 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 brain kind of slows down a bit when you're in VR. So instead of like turning your body to go like that, you, you're kind of like staying there and you're going like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Kind yeah, of. you kind of do. Again, yeah, you kind of do this. For, as for audio to, yeah. listeners, they're kind of like putting their arms and hands in front of them and then <laughs> bending them left and right. Yeah. But but in even in all of that, even the fact that it's kind of slow and the the um, the survival horror sections are they're tense but they're easy from a combat perspective so there's a whole section where you there are there are explosive barrels absolutely everywhere it's pitch black um there are people wandering around and you've got to really carefully pick your shots um otherwise you'll hit a barrel everything blows up you die um those sections are a lot of fun the section and and going through the environment and finding resin and finding ammo and stuff is all very cool like we said about it before as well you do the thing where you aim your glove your rustle they're called the rustles the gloves um <laughs> you flick the you fling back, thing towards yeah. you you catch the thing that looks really cool you put it in I your backpack that. that's wicked and then like as chris was saying so for the pistol you eject the magazine sorry yes yeah, so you squeeze the side of the thing you, you get it out of your backpack shotgun is you flick the thing down so it's all oh, that's yeah. all wicked facing or, the combine just a quick a quick aside go on sorry yeah. uh jamie for your benefit what's really cool you take your pit you take your pistol and you yeah. cock it back just a bit see around in the chamber and you'll be like i'm good and then you can like it's, nice. it's just it like is, it's the, the little things right like that stuff is wicked the the um but facing the combine is i have not enjoyed in the in the number of times i've done it like huh. because right. it's that for me is it turns into a normal first person shooter where you've got like three dudes who are trying to sort of get in a good position and then shoot at you but in that aspect you can't really like look out of cover take your time and shoot because then they start shooting you. You feel like you want to play it more like a Doom game that you need to just run up to them and start and shoot them. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess because you don't have like, you don't have a floating camera. It's not over the shoulder. It's your, your POV, right? Exactly. Mm. And if you try and sort of hide, like I've, I've done a couple of times, hide behind cover and then pop out and shoot, by the time you've sort of got your shot on them, they've already shot you. So it's yeah. it's a little bit frustrating because you're not kind of as quick as you would be in a, in a normal FPS game where you'd yeah. pop out, take your shot. It's more like pop out, line your shot, get aim at them. <laughs> and the ammo is hard to come by. 
and they take quite a lot of hitting as well to kit to put yeah. them down. Yeah, the, the, there's uh, a section in the beginning where you you get in a in an elevator, and you get to one of the sections, and the elevator doors open, and there's a bunch of combine there. And I just remember thinking to myself, man, that those dudes they they it's a weird thing to kind of explain, right? Because in a traditional sense, you don't feel it, but in VR, you most certainly do. It's like, it's, it, it was very intimidating, like the whole atmosphere of it, the, the, seeing the actual size and like stocking them up to yourself and being like, these dudes are fucking, fucking hench. Like, right. it, it, it's, it's kind of like intimidating. So, Josie, did you, did you find those gunfights more intimidating or were you just kind of like breezing through them in a way? Not intimidating. I just didn't really find them that fun. Like the 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 moving through the environment aspect and the puzzle side of it and the um uh the decoding the machines and all you know all that sort of stuff. I found much more fun. It felt much more like a, as an enjoyable VR experience. Whereas yeah. the the combine fighting the combine is was almost like a bit of an aside. It's like they've put them there to just go little gunfight now. And it's I don't know. It's, it's if I could take if I could change any aspect so far, it would have been the, that aspect of the game. Whereas there are sections where you know you find grenades. Like I found like five, six, seven grenades, and you uh, can just drop them off of these railings and to blow up the zombie guys below you. And that yeah, is that, so that's, funny, that's cool. man. Like you can and <laughs> the way you can like throw grenades. Like you'd throw a ball like round a corner. The way you can you can pick up the gas canisters, throw them around a corner, and then a, you know a dark guy comes shambling around. You can blow it up, and it's that stuff's all wicked. Yeah. But the but do you know what? I'm sure if I get better weapons, because I've only got the shotgun and the pistol at the moment. Oh, I, I think there's only like four yeah, weapons in the entire no, game. No, I I think there's three. I think uh, there's an assault rifle as well. But I, be, I believe there's an assault rifle as well. I'm, Is there uh, not? From what I understood, there's the pistol, the shotgun that looks like a pistol, and something else that kind of looks like a pistol. Oh sure, okay. I thought there was an assault. Of, I might be. Of, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. But I, I read that there were four. But yeah, okay. whatever. It, it's it's minimal, is what it is. But yeah. all, all of that aside, like it is a wicked experience. It's, it is yeah. it is a lot of fun. It is very very Half Life. It is definitely a full on Half Life experience. The the only reason that made me yesterday say I don't know if it's a Half Life game is because of the combine fights, where yeah. those are some of the bits in Half Life Two, for example, where you'd have the most fun because you'd be yeah. like popping out, shooting people, going around, taking headshots, like running around environments. You're not doing any of that. Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get to that section we saw in the trailer where the guy, like, shuts the door of the car. Oh, sorry, opens oh, right, it. right, yeah. Because yeah. I'm just going to get fucking murked, like, straight away. Like, <laughs> Sounds to me like you're bad at the game, James, and you're yeah, just trying just, to you're, find you're, you're not an MLG. Maybe so, I am. Maybe yeah. I am just, like, shit at the game, but... Um, nah. There's a... Uh, I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to play some more. But yeah. so I'm getting. Um, I can unlock a laser sight soon. I need like 30 resin or 35 resin to get a laser sight for my pistol. As soon yeah, as I've got be a that, game I think that might be a game changer because I've got a laser sight on my shotgun, and that is a game changer. Nice. Like it's yeah. immense. Um, anyway, so- I'll, I'll shut up now. I've talked a lot. <laughs> but it's yeah, amazing. Really cool. It's an does amazing that, game. Does that make you kind of feel like you need to try and get a headset, or well, you're not not too fast. You you did say something interesting on the stream yesterday. That you've. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you want to divulge? Uh, oh, yeah, sure. I'll divulge. To answer your first question, like, yes, I think if I had the space, and space is the issue, as I'm sure it is for a lot of people uh, when it comes to VR, I probably would pull the trigger. Yeah, well, um, space and money, right? Sp- let's just say space for now. Um, <laughs> uh, like, I'm in, a, I'm in a position where, because of circumstances that we can't go into well I, I like I, maybe i could pull the trigger on something like that more so than i had been able to in the past but the space issue is the one that um 
which I suppose is also kind of tied to money in a weird way. Um, <laughs> is this is the thing I can't work around at the moment? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I probably would. Um, but yeah, the thing that I divulged to you guys yesterday uh, is that my, I made the uh, the bold decision to go onto YouTube and to watch the ending to Half Life Alex. Well, I, I love um, I love that you chose just the ending. Not like yeah, hey, this is the Half Life Alex movie or well, something. Like, like I did with Death Stranding, right? I, I I watched the uh, like eleven hour video. <laughs> yeah, couldn't be bothered. Well, see, my con- my my reasoning for it was, like I said, I've I've got no means to play Half Life Alex for now or for the foreseeable yeah. future. And even if I did, I'd be lying to myself if I pretended that I'm that involved in the Half Life universe. Played Half Life Two, but that's it. I've never played Half Life One. I've never played Episodes One or Two. And I know very little about the story, barring a few key plot points. But I will say, and I, I promise, I promise, hand over heart, like this will not even come close to spoiling anything. I just want to say the ending was very cool. The ending was very cool. The ending was very cool. And we will be talking about that when everyone knows that ending and that that time will come, whether you want to or not, everyone will know that ending. Yeah. We will, we will be talking about it for a while. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting there. I'm lo- yeah. I tell you what, I'll give you an update like, next week when I've played some more. And I'm not. I just want to say, Chris, as someone who I know has played the Half Life games, especially yeah. Half Life Two in the episodes, like you need to see that ending. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I've, I've got some theories. Like, so I've been staying away from any kind of st- since the game has launched. I've been staying okay. away from anything Half Life related. Right? Like, I don't want to know about. It. I don't want anything spoiled. But I have some oh, theories. Oh, oh god! I, I really some, wish I we some... could talk about it. I have some theories percolating and uh, I have some theories on how it'll relate to the the ending of uh, Half-Life 2 Episode 2, but as well as how it would relate to some of the stuff in Portal 2. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I got got some interesting theories, but I'm going to... My lips are sealed, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. Yeah, okay. Well, guys, look, uh, talking about Half-Life, which it's it's amazing in itself that there's a Half-Life game, but it's also amazing that there's an actual Valve game, right? Mm. Now, that brings me to another piece of news that we can cover, which is that uh, good old Gabe himself, Gabe N, has said that they are a rebooting Artifact. And in fact, there was a blog post put up on the Valve website as well. So Artifact being the uh, Dota card game, which uh, I quite liked, actually. Uh, despite its uh, flaws, I did have a lot of good time with it. Uh, it's still installed on my computer, actually. Um, Yikes. But yeah, it, just just a very small tidbit. They are rebooting it, um, kind of reworking the systems from the ground up because the inherent problems with it were so hard-baked into the core experience of the game that that's why they kind of pulled the plug on it in a way rather than saying, like, we'll patch it. So, uh, but Gabe was uh, quoted as saying that the team working on fixing Artifact is so large that internally it's being referred to as Artifact 2, if that gives you any indication on it. Yeah. Uh, I think fair play to to Valve, you know, for um, trying to fix for all intents and purposes was a failure for them. Right. Yeah. You know, like they could have very easily just said, you know what, chalk it up to like, we fucked up, let's just move on and forget, right. forget, it, forget it ever happened, right? I think maybe that's like a weird side effect of the position they find themselves in as a result of how little they actually put out. Like, it's not like they're Google where they launch so many initiatives and projects that when something fails, they sweep it under the rug and pretend it never <laughs> happened, right? Hey, yo, Stadia. <laughs> yeah. Um, Valve have the other end of the spectrum in terms of what they have to deal with and that 
every time they do release something, it's such a big deal that if there's a problem, they have to own it one way or another. Yeah. But this is obviously, in video game terms, this is the right way of owning it. And I, I, I'm encouraged, but not interested in it at all um, by, yeah, by I mean, this sorry, if, if you If you weren't interested in it before you got your hands on the game... No. And- realized what exactly it was, plus Fair the enough. weird thing is i don't remember artifact coming out and the problem being that it was outright bad like i, th- no, I remember no, people it liking it, it but just not being into it yeah i kind of remember was... chris i remember you talking about it chris but i don't remember any anything sort of negative I, around it i yeah. liked it man but there was a couple of things is the uh there was a bit of rng uh based in in how the game kind of plays out right and for a, a card game where it's very much about your strategy to have a large element of RNG in it is maybe not the best idea. Uh, the other thing was it was a paid-for game. It probably should have been free-to-play. Um, this is the point which I can say I've, I've got no idea what RNG is, and you've just said no? it twice. Random number generator. All right, generator. okay. <laughs> Sorry, like, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's 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 a weird one because I've always I always know what RNG stood for, but how it relates to games sometimes like the definition doesn't make sense. Like I always just assume. I always just took it to mean like an element that is uh, random, basically. That, that's basically what it is. And there's different types of RNG. There's like straight RNG and uh, pseudo random RNG. So let's say if something, let's say you got a, a, a let's, let's use a terminology you'd understand, right? Like, so there's, let's say you've got a gun, a rifle, and it's got a 10% chance of doing a headshot, right? Yeah. But then it, it, it's hardly ever a fact that like, when you take a shot, it'll roll a dice and on the, it'll have a 10% chance of doing that. Pseudo random kind of increases your odds because it's like, hey, if the first one didn't get you your 10%, the next shot will maybe get you like 15%. Uh, it's almost like a, a definite 10%. So you'd always, whereas in real life, you wouldn't necessarily hit at all yeah. if you did it like say yeah. 10 times. Okay, yeah, cool. exactly. So, so there's a bunch of different stuff like that. But in terms so of what's, this, what's like, the issue with RNG? Why don't people like it? Uh, so... It's like I said, when when you've got a strategy game where it's very much you you work out a a strategy in in this term in this instance cards right and you're like these are my decks this is what it'll do and this is what I can take care of if this other strategy comes up against me right mm. but then in the game what it what it does is it puts down these things on the mark on the board where it says this card will be going up against this card and this card will be going up against this other card. And that system is was random. Okay. Okay. So if you're facing the board, you're looking at the. It's it's weird to kind of explain without knowing the game. If you're looking at the board, you've got a card down on your side, and there's a card in front of you that you can see on the other player's side, and you now do a strategy to deal with that card. Sure. Yeah. But the system that's random says actually you're not going to be facing that card. You're going to be facing the card next to it. Oh right. Okay. It it, it was a weird hmm. system and one that I wasn't too happy with i think it would have been okay if they had another system in order to game that random element of it to you know push it more in your favor but you know whatever that, that was one instance the other instance is uh the viability and effectiveness of the different cards blah 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 it, it's all pretty boring it's all pretty yeah. redundant <laughs> and, what, and at, weren't you buying stage. packs or something packs of more cards <laughs> or have i made uh, that up? so they they didn't release any expansions like you know hearthstone they release an expansion oh, every now and then it was just the like, starter deck it was just the starter deck and then you could pa- buy packs which of the main kind of starter deck uh right. and then that would be random but their whole idea was no 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 you can just go to the market like the the user market and just buy from there right 
the problem was right. that the best cards obviously were fucking astronomical and the worst cards yeah. were like a fraction of a of a cent. So yeah, it, it's but then, all a bit pointless. Uh, wouldn't they make it with like the Magic the Gathering guy or something like that? And I feel like that game has got the same yeah. issue where, well, not issue, but the same thing where some cards are worth thousands of dollars now. Mm. Yeah, but th- there was this other thing. They were like, if you wanted to play a particular game mode, I, and, and I'm rusty on it, but it was basically what I can recall. It was if you wanted to play against other people, you had to use a ticket and you had to buy those tickets. Oh, right. That's ringing a weird bell now. Yeah. You mentioned that. This weird and that's, ticket and system. that's like, hmm. actually thinking of it, that's probably the biggest fucking issue with that game. Yeah. Because you, you, could, you could always play with people, but it was, didn't mean anything. But then if you played the mode where it did mean something. You had uh, to pay. I don't remember what it was. Was it like ranked mm. or whatever it was? Yeah. You had to use up a ticket. And if you, I think it was like if you won the <clears> game, you got a ticket back. And if you lost the game, like shit out of luck. Oh, that's Basically, rough, man. If you lose, you lose the ticket. That's yeah, kind of hard. The monetization model in that game was absolute trash, and I think that's probably the main reason why it kind of failed as it did. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but, you know, that, that's we'll see. Um, let's talk about the other thing that we did, right? Because I streamed yesterday on my uh, streaming channel, which is uh, oh, yeah. Twitch, Twitch TV forward slash hot panic. You nearly had a hot panic as well, <laughs> oh, didn't you? The plug. I had the biggest fucking hot panic because uh, my settings were all screwed up. I don't know. The first time you're going to stream in a new platform, it's bound to not go great, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think I've sorted it. I say that, but I think I have sorted it. I also found out that there is a, a tool where you can stream offline and it analyzes your stream. And I only found uh. that out after the stream. So, you know, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I'll be I'll be getting better at that. But we all jumped into a game of uh, Call of Duty Warzone, which we, we've spoken about before. But you know, I know, I know uh, you guys may have some more to say on that. Uh, I'm still I'm still really enjoying it. I think it's it's good. Yeah, me too, man. It's definitely like Jamie said. It's my go-to um, if I want to play a battle royale game. Then that's what I'm gonna jump in and play. Re- really enjoying it. A lot of fun with it. Yeah, pretty we, much we the had same a, for me. We had a pretty excellent run on our. I think we only played like two matches because the first match that we played was really going really well for us, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, we did. I think we did well in. No, was it the second game? I think we did well in. Oh yeah, so I think you had issue game. in so the, the first, first one. Yes, yeah, yeah. So the second game mm. of like what I would consider my, <laughs> the main thing where I kind of like dropped all my <laughs> graphic settings to try to get it to run. Uh, but yeah, we had a really good run. Yeah, what did we do? We, six we matches. Sixth was sixth it. Or, sixth or fifth. I, can't I think it was sixth. Sixth was the best we did. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and that was just fun, man. That was like, you guys would get knocked down, and then I'd see like a dude running by, I'd kill him, and then I'd get knocked down, and you guys would would like revive. Yeah, and, I I oh, revived man. Jonesy three times in one match, and he <laughs> got did. like a trophy for us. I got like a, I think a a, I think I got a hard to kill trophy because I just kept getting rezzed. It was great. Wow, I love how you got that trophy, and not like Jamie got the trophy for like being called like. A fucking field medic or something. <laughs> I saw Ridge. I must say, like, so I have to point out that the horrendous um, minute I had, and I think it was the third game we played where um, Chris was down and I went running oh. over to him to oh, resume. No. And I thought, but I, well, I actually thought it was Jamie that was down and Chris was up. And I actually just ran up to a team of three people <laughs> who hadn't even noticed I was there. And I didn't realize that they weren't Chris until I was like two meters away. And I could have unloaded on all of them and didn't until the last second. And I think I got about three shots in before they all turned around <laughs> and just gunned me down. So, yeah, there you go. That was a bit of a shit show, but. 
And uh, yeah. we still had some decent matches. We did have some yeah. kills. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, I, I'd like to get involved with some of the... Uh, I mean, I, I've just been playing with you guys so far, but I'd like to get involved with like uh, Steph Professional? and Martin. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go... I'm, this is my announcement, guys. I'm going pro. <laughs> God, God, what was that? No ways. If anyone was to go pro out of the three of us, it would be Jamie's much better than... The both uh, of us and combined. I can tell you, I am a bajillion million miles away from being considered professional at any video game on the planet, let alone Call of Duty. Guys, I, I'm just excited and uh, I feel privileged to pay, play with you from a point of a PC gamer. Do you know what? I think, I think that's a good question to ask people listening or watching, though, is if they could go pro at any game, if you could snap your fingers and you were good enough to go pro, what would it be? Oh, well, that's fucking obvious, isn't it? Yeah. It's Dota because you've you got the you, biggest prize. You no, 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 no. Leave, fo- leave money out of it. The money. Leave money no, out of it. because what else, what else is there but money in you that could, sense? Like, you play it as a professional full-time. I mean, leave the, yeah, leave the prize money out. If you could be pro at a game you enjoy. There are literally probably 10 answers to that to that uh, question that provide any value whatsoever in your life. I don't even think 10, dude. I'd, li- I'd like to know what people think. You, Dota, Dota pros make money. League of Legends pros no, make money. No, but I'm saying forget the... Counter-Strike forget the, pros make money. I mean, forget pros that. Make money, forget that. If you, could, pros... if you could be paid to play a game, which game yeah, would it be? that's not how it works. No, but this <laughs> is what I'm saying. I'm not going to get paid to play Guitar Hero 2. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I'm asking people. What game would they be paid to be a Guys, pro Guys, I'm here to announce that I'm going to be the first paid professional to play Slitharia. <laughs> Do you know what? Do Matter it. Time. I, I bet Matter you can, time. yeah. <laughs> So basically, you're, that's you're, another way of phrasing your question is, what's one game you'd like to play on Twitch that would see you get a thousand subscribers? Okay, yeah, oh, all right. Okay, let's go with cool. that then. Let's go with that. So it, pro is in, not pro as in the big payouts. Pro is in you get paid to play. So there you go. What game on Twitch would you get a thousand subscribers? I don't at? know that I like any one game enough to want to play it all the time. <laughs> Fair play. It's a good I, point. I don't really play it, and I'm absolute trash at it, which is probably why I don't play it. But I would love to be good at CS:GO. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. Just, I, I think there's something cool about saying like, "Yeah, I'm," because when you watch, okay, let me put it this way: when I watch professional highlights of Dota players, I'm like, "Oh yeah, they did X, Y, Z, right?" If I watch professional uh, highlights of professional CS:GO players, I, I'm just like, "How the fuck <laughs> it's did incredible. they do that?" Because they they snipe that dude from like miles away. In, in like a single frame like how did you how did you fucking when, when they do just the flick shots I'm like how how are you fucking doing it this? is madness to be fair CSGO's CSGO's a good answer I, I don't know if I really have an answer though to be honest yeah. I, I'm struggling to think of what I want to play on a consistent basis persistent basis I know what it'd be for you Jamie yeah yeah I reckon it would probably be um uh Oh god, what was it called? The uh, division, division. Oh, oh the division. The, yeah, the division. The new Just one. Of a professional division two player. Yeah, you love it. I mean, <laughs> I like it. I haven't played it in about a week and a half. Jamie's guilty pleasure. Wow. Okay, not even guilty. Is that guilty? Not <laughs> even guilty. Not guilty. Should guilty. be, but it isn't. It's I'll tell you what. Going, should be. You know what the guilty going, thing should be? Buying it and playing it for two hours. Just come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's that brings up a very interesting oh, uh, yeah. segment. It Hold bloody on. does. It bloody does. Please, Chris. Yes. Go for it. Alex Jones. Last week we said that you had, had almost to finish a single <laughs> game. Yeah, you almost got away with it. I forgot about it. I thought it wasn't in our, our podcast document. You said you promised that you would finish at least one of the games that you had on the go. Since that time. 
you have started, I believe, two games? Uh, no, <laughs> three, three, three. Three. Three games, yeah. But for Assassin's a very Creed good, Odyssey. But for a very oh, good yeah, reason. But for a very good reason, though. Um, okay, here reason? we go. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, let's no, it's ready. genuinely. Let's genuinely. get ready for the excuses. Let's it's a genuinely, it it's a real reason. So I can't at the moment, because um, of the whole coronavirus thing, all the uh, child miners, nurseries and things are closed <laughs> down, which means that my kids are here full time, which means that I can't play on my PlayStation because because um, mm. I'm in like the main room and that's where they are as well. So I can't play um, uh, Bioshock or really Shadow of the Colossus, because my kids are like toddlers, so anything like that. You know, even my three-year-old is like, why are you stabbing that big bird? And I'm like, don't watch, look away. So hold on, hold on. Anyway, so what anyway. you're telling me is you can't take your PlayStation away from your television and plug it into your computer monitor in the next No, room. man, I'm not doing that. That'd be horrendous. Like a little, nah, I think that'd be shocking. We gave you homework, Alex Jones, <laughs> and we said that there were going to be repercussions. So anyway, anyway, so because I couldn't do that, I was playing something on my PC because I was like, oh, I need like a bit of a break. So then I was um, playing Assassin's Creed. I played some of, and obviously I've been doing some Half-Life Alex because I wanted to get some footage for that for a video that I'm making for my own channel. Um, so oh. I've done a bit of that. Um, yeah, but, but you then, didn't need to buy Doom Eternal, like, with all due respect. Oh, I, do I, I just really wanted to, to. I really wanted to play it, and then I played it, you and it was really good, so I played it. it so oh I've, I, I could at the time that I played Doom Eternal, I played about three hours. I could have, I could have spent that time playing. Um, okay, well, something yeah. else Jonesy, to be fair. I'm gonna have to be Judge Judy over here, all right? And, well, and Chris, and can I get one extra piece of evidence in there for you? Yes, uh, please do. And f- present it for the court. A message that Jonesy sent. This is Thursday. We're recording this right yes. now. Yes. Yeah, A message yeah. Jonesy sent on Tuesday night. Yes. So less than forty-eight hours ago, that said, "Oh yes." <laughs> I will indeed. I will indeed finish a game. And Shadow, I didn't, of, the Col- and Shadow I didn't. of the Colossus for sure. Hopefully, by a shock. Yeah. No. And then I and I literally ran out of time completely and didn't. Because didn't I, I knew he'd forget, so I thought, let me message him and remind. We him. started three games since then. No, no, we they. Started. I didn't. I didn't okay. play since okay. then. I played just since the Jones, weekend. Jones, the, well, I mean, the, yeah. Judge Judy, all right. Judge Judy here. The case remains that you made a promise, and that <laughs> promise has been unfulfilled. I, said I know. that there were going to be repercussions. Now, I'm I'm only here to pass judgment, okay? But I'm not here. I do not to... recognize the authority of the court. <laughs> I'm not here to to. I'm just here to pass the sentence, right? I'm not here to lay out what's going to happen. So what I will say is, you need to have a forfeit, and I think we should throw it to the uh, the fine viewers and listeners of the Super Show Pod. The forfeit so, should be to finish Shadow of the Colossus and Bioshock. <laughs> nah, that's not how it works, Alex Jones. No. Uh, so it, let us know in the comments down below or, or message us on social media, which is uh, at Super Show Pod. Uh, yeah, Super Show Pod. <laughs> I forgot for a second there. Uh, what Jonesy's forfeit should be for being a, a non-finishing game scumbag. Ouch. Strong. Uh, it, it's strong. Strong. promise, Alex Jones. Strong. Do you know, by this time next week, I will have finished Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> oh, no, fuck off. Not yeah, Assassin's no Creed way Odyssey. No way. No way. That's like a 60-hour oh, game. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, massive. it's massive. I looked at the map the other day when I was playing. I was like, this is huge. Wow. But yes. Okay, well, uh, how about another game for you to play, Jonesy? Can I interest you in uh, Ghost Recon? Uh, No, no. It needs no. to have a bit of something extra. It's lacking oh, something well. for me. That's a that's a lovely segue because Ghost Recon is getting a Splinter Cell crossover. 
It's called Deep State. No way. No. Not getting. Got. It came out on Tuesday. It's called Deep State. It's a paid-for expansion. Eight story missions. Seven hours of new content as part of the year one pass. So if you got the pass, it is free. But otherwise, it costs 1,900 ghost coins. I don't know how much that is in real coins. How much is a ghost coin? Shall I look Uh, it up? It's it's at least five hand jobs. So I wonder if Google will have like a pre-made uh, converter ghost coins to Great <laughs> yeah. British Pounds. Uh, yeah, USD to uh, ghost uh, GR coin. Do you think ghost probably coins not. is like their bit their Bitcoin equivalent? Yeah. Probably. Oh, they've launched their. Uh, we just asked Steph yeah. about that. He knows all about that. Yeah, times are tough at Ubisoft. They had to launch a cryptocurrency. <laughs> ghost coins. You can um, buy how much you need? Nineteen hundred. Nineteen hundred. Oh god, it, it's perfectly between two. You'd have to buy twenty eight hundred for nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Mm, okay. Oh, okay. Right. It's not. It's not. Or, you, or actually, you... you could buy. You could buy. You could buy the thirteen hundred dollar pack and the six hundred dollar pack. So it'd be call it fifteen dollars. Okay. And how much is the year one pass? Because that might just work out. I'll just okay. get on my phone again, shall I? <laughs> Well, you started whatever. The, uh, it, it's interesting that they've done so much in terms of Splinter Cell. Like before, in the previous Ghost Recon, it was like what, like a single. It's on, sa- it's on sale for nineteen ninety nine at the moment in the ah, right, U.S. Okay. Xbox Store. Fine. Uh, I I just U- Ubisoft needs to stop with the fucking cocktees now and just release a fucking Splinter Cell game. Yeah. It's, I wonder it's, if Michael Ironside came back for this one because if he uh, did, then that uh, is the ultimate <laughs> joke. <laughs> Yeah, like really. You, you, you're getting the iron side in it. You just fucking just make a game. Just yeah, make a exactly. game. We've been saying Save that for Michael. years now. They should just make a game, and we it's, it's, it's getting frustrating. But yeah, hopefully you know one what? day they, they they could even just, just use the fucking Ghost Recon engine. Don't put it as part of Ghost Recon and just call it a new Splinter Cell game, like Splinter Cell Mini, and it'll still be eight <laughs> story missions with seven hours of content. And you know what? I'd be fucking happy. It basically give me the exact same <laughs> thing, but just call it a fucking Splinter Cell. Don't be like, oh yeah, it's a crossover event. Fuck off. Yeah, yes. Yeah. To be fair, passion, passion. So okay, but I'm not going to play that. I'm not going to play Ghost Recon. I'm not Jamie. I'm not going to play okay. the uh, Splinter Cell uh, thing. Yikes. So, but what what else could I play? That's what I want to know. Instead oh. of Bioshock and Shadow of the Colossus, what else could okay. I play? Well, I've, no, I've got no. two games that you can add to your repertoire, and you can actually get Ooh. them for free. If you have PlayStation Plus, that's right. I'm talking about new PlayStation Plus games. I'm talking about Uncharted 4 and Dirt Rally 2. Ah, one game I have finished and one game I've never played. So there you go. You finished Dirt Rally 2? I have not. <laughs> I have not, unfortunately. <laughs> Uncharted okay. 4, bloody good game. I really liked it's, it. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big month for PlayStation Plus. That's yeah, that's cool. wicked. Yeah. Um, that's I haven't one. played Uncharted 4. Jamie, it was your game of the year when it came out. It was. I really liked it. Um, I think Uncharted 4 is a very good game and also like a surprisingly friendly game for newcomers to the series. There's a lot of story beats and little notes in there that will make more sense, maybe okay. hit slightly harder if you're familiar with the trilogy. But technically, it revolves around... Nate's relationship with a character who has not been in any of the other games, so mm. All right, you know, yeah. you can you yeah. can jump in with four. It's a good game. So I'm I'm pr- I'm probably going to try and play this. So I've mentioned it before. I don't know if people remember, but I have uh, the Nathan Drake collection, which is one, two, and three, uh, all on one kind of disc. Uh, I played it. Oh, well, I say I played it. I played Uncharted one. I got about ninety percent of the way through, I'd imagine, and I just gave up. 
It, I was so fucking frustrated with that game. I hated every single oh, wow. minute of it. it was, I, I said it to Jamie earlier today in, in our WhatsApp group. Is probably the dullest gaming experience I've encountered. <laughs> strong uh, possibly words. Possibly in the last decade. It is I strong think, words. I think you're being over the top. No, I'm not. I think I'm you're playing. On, I think you're playing it up. I'm being on the line. This is my, this is. It's not just my opinion. This is the facts. All right. Uh, wow. But having said that. I will play Uncharted 4 because it was Jamie's game of the year. It is universally, uh, what's the, what's the word? Uh, acclaimed. Acclaimed, loved. So I will play it. I will give Uncharted another shot with uh, a more modern sensibility. And if I really, really, really kind of, if it really resonates with me, then yes, I will go back to Uncharted 1, finish that piece of shit game, and then play 2 and 3 as well. <laughs> I think four, fours felt very well, different because it was more of that open world, um, little hubby bits, and you could it felt a bit right. more like you could do what you wanted and you're a bit freer. But you know, four four is yeah, fantastic, definitely worth a definitely worth a blast, definitely worth playing for free. I mean, Absolutely, yeah, gotcha. Well, that's, that's that's the that's the easy bit about it, right? And I'm also I want to say I'm not going to play Dirt Rally Two, but I do want to give a shout out to Dirt Two before Colin McRae's oh. Dirt became Dirt became dirt rally <laughs> i don't know what a weird like lineage of gaming that is the fact that dirt rally 2 used to be colin mccray but yeah the old school dirt 2 on the last generation well, yeah of i mean consoles. Colin, okay. colin mccray a... died like they can't keep on calling it colin mccray right because it's not well i don't know <laughs> is it um is everyone else still a uh, tiger woods is still, well they stopped using tiger woods john john, john madden's still alive i He's guess still alive, yeah is, is sid meyer alive yeah. uh, tom clancy's dead tom clancy's dead that's tom true clancy that's very dead, true yeah. That's true. But it's not um, a sports game, though. True. What other jo- sports Jonah game Lomu rugby. Did they stop doing that? <laughs> yeah, they no, stopped he, that, dude, when I, Jonah Lomu actually, stopped yeah, playing they rugby. Did. Wait, I think they, they one, did. Of course they, they did, yeah. I think one Jonah Lomu game came out, like, weirdly recently. Really? Yeah, I've got to look that up now, otherwise. Oh, what about Brian Lara Cricket? Ah. Oh, Brian Lara Cricket, they don't, they, don't, they don't make them anymore. Yeah. What so was that, that was weird unstopped. one that you... Hold on, yeah, the, the cricket one that you liked, the, the dude's name, what was it? Oh, uh, Don Bradman. He's dead. Yeah. Don yeah. Bradman cricket. In Don grave. Bradman. Uh, one of the BMX guys died, right? Matt Hoffman, did he die? I don't know. As the rings one of, of them, them, but then, but then again, Matt are they still dead. making Matt Hoffman games? I don't know if they are. No, they're, they're, they're not. But I want to say what one of those BMX guys sadly <laughs> died uh, fairly recently. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, anyway. He's taking a turn. <laughs> yeah. Let's play another round of Are They Dead? All right. Well, um, I, I think let's let's start wrapping it up. And I want to wrap it up, bring it full circle back around to uh, Doom, Animal Crossing, and how they've kind of they've, they've been breaking records, fellas. Ooh wee! Right? Now, so we didn't speak much about Animal Crossing because we we don't play the game, but that doesn't mean that it hasn't been an absolute fucking smash hit. Not only here in the UK, but uh, globally and specifically in Japan. So I got some numbers for you, all right? And uh, let, let's rattle through these and tell me what you think. If it makes you want to play Animal Crossing, because obviously, if it's a big event, like sometimes you want to get into it, right? So Animal Crossing, the release of this one is three and a half times bigger than the previous game, which was a uh, New Leaf on the 3DS. Three and mm-hmm. a half times bigger as the launch. This is the UK That's significant. only. That's yeah, very this is big. UK yeah. only at the moment. Okay, it is also the biggest single game launch on Switch for physical copies, fair, but still. 
uh, in the UK, which means it was bigger than Mario Odyssey and bigger than Zelda Breath of the Wild. Which How is fucking, that? Yeah, that blows my what? mind. Well, okay. that's gonna, that's one of those situations, isn't it, where there's just a much larger install base. Like, Breath of the so. Wild was selling to a fraction of the number of Switches that Animal Crossing is selling to. But still, though, like, if you pick up a Switch still now seems and bizarre. you go to these articles that are like, oh, here are the best Switch games you need to buy if you've just bought a Switch. And it's like, you know, Mario Odyssey and Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. interesting. The other thing is, it I believe it just pipped out uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Wow, okay. Which is kind of mad. Yeah. Uh, then, so the game has sold 1.88... <laughs> all, all I've got here on my document is 1.88. Just under two yeah. copies. I, someone, under start, two someone, copies. someone started downloading it, then cancelled 88% yeah, of the way like, through. Nah. No, 1.88 million physical copies sold in the first three days in Japan. That is that is a shitload of games. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I, you know when you feel like you've missed out on something? <laughs> like you, it's just passed you by and you don't get it. I think that's me and Animal Crossing. Dude, I just don't get it. Like it, it's okay. the same with me and Pokemon. To be fair, it's fucking passed me by. But yeah. it, listen, this Animal Crossing is on track to be the biggest selling game of all time in Japan. Like let let that sink in. That's according to Famitsu magazine. But let that sink in. The biggest selling game of all time. Is... That does sound mental, doesn't it? <sighs> okay, but I'm gonna t- like, I'm gonna say like, have, have these guys never played Brian Lara cricket like. But I'm all like Joe Nalomi Rugby Challenge or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, I'm going to say that because because I think you also said as well, right? So there's three, uh, nearly four hundred thousand switches have been sold, right, re- yeah. in the last seven days, which is the highest ever for switches in Japan. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Animal Crossing, the number of switches being sold, all of that is massively tied to the fact that there are billions of people around the world stuck in their houses with nothing to do. And they're like, do you know what? Let me get the cheapest goddamn console that you can buy on the market. I'm going to go and get the Switch. There's <laughs> no, a brand new true. game which because has just come cheapest, out. Nah, because like a, a PS4 Slim and a, a fucking Xbox One S are cheaper. Yeah, but you're not going to get them old now. You're not going to go buy one of them, right? You're going to go and buy well, the new one. What kind of thing. blows my mind is so we're in the midst of fucking self-isolation quarantine bullshit. And 1.8 million physical copies were sold. Physical. Spreading the virus. That's what they're yeah. doing right there. Yeah, Covidiots is what they are. Anyway, the game has a 91% on Metacritic. I mean, that's pretty <sighs> fucking high. It's very, very good. good. It's very good. a game about collecting fossils and... and <laughs> Tarantula uh, Island. Yeah. Right. People so love animals. Is. What, One what dude named as Island Come Whole Island, and I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I can't believe Nintendo didn't like ban that from being like used. <laughs> I don't uh. know. Uh, but to a game that uh, you guys have played and that I will start playing is Doom Eternal has also broken franchise sale records for Oof. opening weekend globally. So in other words, all of the Dooms pale in comparison, okay? Because this was double the launch revenue for Doom 2016. I don't find double. this surprising at all, though. I must admit, like this, I think this is complete because Doom 2016 was was a very good game um, that was well received, talked about very positively in the last three or three and a half years since its release. It's no surprise that when Doom Eternal comes out, everyone's like, hey, they have taken this game to where it should be. It's going to be incredible. I'm going to buy it. Like, I think there's a hell of a lot of people who didn't get on the 2016 bandwagon who are now well and truly sold on it because of that. That inter- I think maybe they marketed period. it better uh, because it had a hundred. Oh, look, maybe the 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 self isolation thing has something to do with it because there were a hundred thousand players on Steam 
which is three times more that more more than Doom uh, 2016. Gee, three times that's okay. That's that's a lot bigger I think than I would have thought. Three times more the peak. Right, yeah, right, okay. more than the peak. Uh, yeah, but uh, currently sitting on a eighty percent, eighty nine percent average on Metacritic. So uh, if you break that down, eighty seven percent on PS4, ninety percent on PC, eighty nine percent on Xbox, and uh, oh, fellas, you're gonna love this. <laughs> It has yet to be reviewed on Stadia. Oh, what bless them. Yeah. Bless Remember them. Google Stadia? Remember how their whole well, thing was like, oh, yeah, we've got Doom Eternal <laughs> on yeah. launch. It's like, okay, cool, dude. Yeah, fucking hell. What Dev. a shit show. It's, do you know what it is? It's the Google Glass all over again. <laughs> Fuck, I mean, it, it very well might be. Uh, but is rounding, off, yeah. rounding off the trifecta with uh, Half-Life Alex, it's got a 92% on Metacritic. Which is pretty high. Well, well and, deserved. Uh, well, it takes the lead then, yeah. of those yeah. three. How much of a fucking relief must Valve be feeling? Because like, there must be a part of them that says, you know what, we've just released this fucking Half-Life game. Everyone was like fucking us over. Like, wow, where is Half-Life 3? Fucking driving us absolutely mad. We've just released a Half-Life game into the wild. And there must have been a part of them that thought, you know, like, we think the game is good, obviously, because we've made it and we're putting it out. But, yeah. Are oh, people yeah. going to like it? Or are they going to like what we? Are they going to pick up what we've been putting down? That's probably why it took so long for us to see another game from them. Certainly, in a franchise that was already established, just because there's so much pressure in everything they do. Yeah. And there were there have been like conversations, I believe, since Half Life Alex came out that the reason they stopped Half Life Episode Three was because, well, partly because they wanted to get away from the episode episodic model and it was a little bit restrictive, but yeah. also just because there was a pressure to make Half-Life games relevant because of what Half-Life and Half-Life 2 had been to the industry. Yeah. And I don't know if this is going to be talked about as as much as Half-Life 2 has been talked about over the last however many years. But it's yeah. something. Probably, you know what? Probably depends on the future of VR. Oh, yeah. Sure. If, VR, yeah. if VR, VR becomes massive, like in the future somehow, then Half-Life Alex may well become very important. If it continues to be kind of like an enthusiast product, then probably yeah. less so, but still yeah, I guess very right. good. Like, I guess Half-Life 2 was very much about like narrative and physics, right? That mm. was kind of the, if you had to distill it, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, and I, I guess Half-Life Alex is continuing narrative, but then it's more physics, but in the VR space. So yeah, if, if VR needs to take off, uh, take off, which I think it will. I think it will. I think as soon as those headsets get cheaper, they get lighter, they get uh, smaller. It's, untethered. It's inevitable. Get them yeah. untethered. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you guys remember that. Was it Lenovo that had these, like, what was it HP? They had these, like, uh, what they called the next-gen um, VR headsets. Uh, and they basically looked like... Like, um, like cyberpunk kind of goggly kind of glasses oh, that didn't look right. like an actual fucking headset. So, like you, steampunk, you're not, like thinking, steampunk about, you're not thinking about Magic Leap, are you? No, no, it's not Magic Leap, no. Because theirs looked like steampunk goggles. No, it's not, but I, I think it was LG even. We'll have to find out. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if we, if we do. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, if you're listening to this, just fucking Google it, all right? Because they, <laughs> they look pretty sick. But yeah, basically they were like, imagine your glasses, but then, you know, they got the like little covered here. Oh and yes, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. that's the unit rather than these big fucking boxes you Oh I'm looking forward to that day. I really yeah, am. Yeah. And then mm. just make it cheap enough and it'll be like quality, man. Yeah. <laughs> but still, going back to what you're originally saying, it is nice that we're in sort of like late March now, and for as much as it feels like it's been a quiet year for gaming so far, the list of critically acclaimed games is kind of really stacked up. 
Man, and it's just going to get better from here on up because right. what is it? Tenth of April is uh, Final Fantasy Seven, and then third of April is Resident Evil Three. Before that, um, yeah, Last of Us Two in May. Ghost of Tsushima. I think in, it's on. Yeah. on I don't know if you guys saw, but they've actually confirmed with Resident Evil 3 that there will be a delay on physical copies because of um, coronavirus at the moment, which I don't think is surprising at all. But, you know, hopefully yeah. everyone everyone who's ordered that pre-ordered it in a physical copy, if anyone listening has, hopefully you won't have to wait too long. Just uh, the, the moral of the story here, don't be a disc boy. Like <laughs> don't Jonesy, be a disc boy. Just fucking download it digitally. Yeah, I think that is, I mean, that is the answer. <laughs> I mean, that's how I'm going to be playing my games for the rest of the year at this stage. I mean, I'm not going to wait for the like the post to have some nightmare and lose my copy of anything <laughs> no absolutely um, absolutely yeah, yeah. i was also just reminded because i was looking at metacritic while you were saying that stuff chris that ori yeah. the will of the wisps hit 90 on metacritic yeah, fuck, okay I'm, dream to play that game man dreams hit 88 one dreams okay. hit 88 help me out here yeah. okay because okay i've got games pass on my pc so i can play the ori games yeah both of them right I was. I really wanted to finish up Hollow Knight on my Switch and then play Ori on my Switch. Uh, so what are you saying? Which one? Are you, which one should you play? Yeah, should I? Well, sh- because the one's, the one you started, the one's right? free, technically. Sorry, what? You've got to finish the one you've started, right? Nah, Jamie, it's overrated, mate. You don't have to finish games that oh, you've started. No, no, no. I, I'm going to finish Hollow Knight, but I, I probably won't. <laughs> no, he's, I, you won't. You've been saying for a month and a half that you're going to finish Hollow Knight. You're worse than me and yeah, Bioshock and Shadow of the Colossus. I've been saying it in a very Chris way. I haven't been saying it in an Alex Jones kind of way. <laughs> what, like, I definitely will. <laughs> I don't know that there's a difference between those two things. <laughs> oh, true. Very true. Hey, listen, I've, I've finished more games this year than Jonesy has. Uh, I don't think I've finished any this year. <laughs> Like, if I think about it, have I finished any? I don't even know. Fucking crazy. This is... Oh, oh dear. And now have... I want to know the answer to that. I'll what? have to go and have a look. See if Whether I or not Josie's finished any games. I'll, I'll find out. Uh, <laughs> Stay yeah, tuned. I, I, doesn't seem like... You know what you've got to do, Jonesy? you just got to buy, like, like a, an equivalent to Inside or something. Something that you can finish in, like, two or three hours. <laughs> just smash just, it out. Yeah, no, just, but he still would. He'd still find a way to not finish it. I bet. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll go into the the all time gaming list of games you can finish in a day. I'll just plow my way right. through that list. Jonesy, oh, um, the, let's the try this then. Yeah. Uh, bear in mind this is just PlayStation Four. So Jonesy also owns a Switch and a PC that he has played games on. <laughs> oh, now. I have finished a game this year. What did you finish? I finished uh, Luigi's Mansion Three. There we go. There we go. Can, okay, can we do PS4 though, Jonesy? Yes. Have you finished? Say yes if you finished any of these. This right. is from your library. Okay. Doom Eternal. No. Prey. No. Shadow of the Colossus. No. Bioshock. No. Need for Speed Heat. No. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. No. Death Stranding. No. The Outer Worlds. No. Borderlands 3. No, oh God, I barely started that, no. <laughs> okay, here we go. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yes. And control. Yes. There you go. So but end okay. of some end of summer, beginning of winter, depending on which one you want to go so, by. Okay, so I finished three in the last have along then. Okay, that's not too fair bad. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, I I will finish Hollow Knight. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna finish it by next week, but I will try. Uh but yeah, I mean it's it, I'm at the end game. It's like beat the boss and you're done. And then I okay. need to go back to Sekiro and finish that. Oh, oh no, Sekiro. I, I, I think in my mind I'd told myself you'd finished it because it had been so long since I'd heard about oh, it. Oh, man. <laughs> no, but remember the whole thing was I, I, I said Sekiro is getting a bit too hectic for me. I need to take a break. Let me find like a, a game I can finish on the quick 
and I picked up Hollow Knight, not knowing that it was like another fucking like multiple fucking <laughs> yeah <laughs> double digit uh, game to finish. Ah, oh, fucking hell. Oh dear. And apparently, like neither Doom Eternal nor Half Life Alex are necessarily short either. They're both. Well, Half Life Alex is fifteen hours. I, I believe. 15, about that, hours. yeah. About that. I think yeah. Doom will probably be the same. I don't know. We'll yeah. See. Yeah. All but, right. Well, you know what you know, you know what the you know what the main problem is with those games is that games like Dota and Warzone exist where there's no end to them, but yeah. they they are so easy to jump into that you just land up playing that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I will say I will definitely have finished at least one more game by next week. Yeah. That is a Jonesy promise. Okay, you can but to the bank. literally made that exact promise last week. But we are we are still we're still saying that uh, the audience needs to give us a, a forfeit for you. And I no fourth. If if Jonesy. I finish a game, no, but then it gets cancelled out before next week. We'll no, see. okay, we'll hold see. on. If you finish a game by next week, the the forfeit gets cut in half. Whatever it is. <sighs> okay. Or if you finish two games by next week, it gets cancelled. Okay. Oh. There, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's. And fair. if I finish three, I get a present. No. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, we'll send you. We'll send you a, a, a care package. Um, <laughs> I'm not sending shit. Well, and Jonesy, I, I, I don't want to alarm you, but I have a, I have an overwhelming feeling that the, uh, the forfeit is going to be you need to eat dog food. Why is Jamie's thing was always about eating dog food? <laughs> Jamie's thing was always about eating I don't, dog food. I don't dog think food. I came up with it. I don't think I came up with it. I think I was no, just the person that was like, "You didn't come up with you it. You have to. You have to be willing to do that." Yeah, for, and you were so to willing to, to do it. Yeah, it you, no, you were fixated on it, dude. It's, it's almost like, dude, if I, you're I was, so fixated on it, fi- I'll I, buy you a can of dog. No, food. No, I was you fixated on the fact that if you two were unwilling to do that, that we shouldn't have had forfeits at all because it would be they'd have all been rubbish after that. Which is why we never had forfeits because there's no way. I was, yeah, because no, it was because like, you two, you two, it, it was two things. Of... It was like, oh, eat dog food or get electrocuted, and I was just like, we are trying to come up with good forfeits for YouTube, and you two didn't want to do. I don't think I don't think eating dog food is a good forfeit. Earthworm or something. Oh, well, what? you should have said that. That's Over fine. dog That's food. A... Oh yeah, hundred percent. What? Dog food is food. Earthworms yeah, but, are not. But like, like an an earthworm is an earthworm. An earthworm is an earthworm, and dog food is fucking every bit of a pig and a horse that you don't want to eat. Oh, dude, I'd much rather eat a bit of dog food than eat a bloody earthworm. What's up with you? No. Well, right. I'll tell you what. I'll, t- I'll tell right. you what, Jonesy. Let's get, let's come out the other side of this uh, COVID uh, pandemic, and that's how we'll celebrate, all right? You'll have a can yeah. of dog food. I'll have an earthworm, and Jamie <laughs> no. will get electrocuted. So. We're going to celebrate coming out of COVID by Jonesy getting a Valve index, and me coming to Jonesy's house for three days <laughs> to finish off <laughs> to play Valve. Yeah. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Okay, and with that, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. We need a code word for people that have gotten this far. Oh, mm, um, good question. Well, okay, what about um, tell us whether or not you'd eat an earthworm? Just oh, or, yeah, okay. Uh, earthworm Jones. Earthworm, <laughs> earthworm Jones. Jones. I like it, okay. Earthworm Jones. That's that's the one. Well, hold on. How's it not Earthworm Chris, <laughs> given that he's the one who said he'd eat the earthworm? Well, because, because the Jones Jim, starts with a J. Earthworm yeah. Jim, Earthworm Jones, like, yeah. All right, okay. Could, earthworm Jones. Fair, could, could be, you kind of look like Jamie. You kind of look like Earthworm Jim in the way that your snaky little head comes out of your uh, <laughs> jumper. What <laughs> snaky little head! Jesus, oh, I'm not even wearing a jumper. This is a lovely oh, is that t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah, look. Show us your guns. T-shirt. There you go. Oh, there he is. Oh, you yeah. can't oh, help yeah. it. You oh, can't yeah. help it. What about you, Jamie? You wearing a t-shirt? You you hoodieing it today? Hoodie. Oh, it's the, it's you tell me. All black oh. all day. 
It's a nice bit of merch Chris is rocking from uh, Borderlands. Yeah, just a bit of a, yeah. this was the, uh, the Beaver Town collaboration with Borderlands. Anyway, with that, thank you so much for uh, watching if you're watching on YouTube or listening. If you're listening on your podcast of choice, please do like, leave a comment, you know, like, subscribe, five stars, all of that dingleberry ding dong bullshit. And uh, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, uh, you'll, you'll hear from us next week. See ya. See ya. Bye.